listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Bauckham. Welcome to the Save the Marriage podcast. Today, I want to talk a little bit about yard games and, well, games in general. My wife loves a good yard game, so we have lots of yard games uh, shared up. What we don't have uh, shared is jarts. Remember jarts if you're old enough, if you're my age, uh, so, you know, 50-ish. I'm actually a little older than that, but if you're somewhere in that neighborhood, you remember jarts. Those are lawn darts. That's not what we're talking about. Jarts used to be one of my favorite things. You know, you throw them straight up in the air and see if you could get out of the way of it before it came back down. And that's not what we're talking about in terms of games and marriage. But there's another game that you might be familiar with. That game is Jenga. Jenga is the place where you you create a tower of little pieces of wood, and then each person takes turns pulling them out. That's the game I want to focus on today. So this podcast is designed to help you save your relationship, to bring it back from wherever it is, whatever state of disrepair it is, even if it's on the verge of falling apart. We're here to help you think about that, to have strategies, to have a mindset shift, to understand where things are going so that you can get in front of the crisis and turn it around, to get to the place where you want it to be, because what you want is to have a loving relationship, one that is full of connection and warmth, that's not likely to be where it is now. And, you know, one of the myths of uh, when people are trying to save their marriage is that they are the ones who are happy and it's just the spouse that's unhappy. Generally, when I'm talking with people, I'm talking with people who are also not happy with where the relationship is. There's one difference. They see a way forward. They see a better way than ending the relationship. That's the difference. It's not a difference of opinion about the relationship being in trouble. It's not a difference of opinion and thinking that this is a great relationship that we have to save at all costs just the way it is. Usually both people are going, you know, it's not where it needs to be. It's just that one person has given up hope. Many times one person. You may be at the fortunate place where both of you are saying, this isn't where it needs to be. Let's get it to somewhere better. That's a great place to be. In fact, That's almost an easy one to put back together because both people know it. Now we just have to get through the trash. We have to get to the old stuff and get to something new. If, however, you're like most people who listen to my podcast and read my material, you may be the only one who's working on this, the only one who wants to find a way forward. Remember I said you see a way forward. That doesn't mean you know how to get there. That's the other little myth about this, that You know, somehow if you know there's a different way, if you know that there should be a better way to get there, a better way forward, doesn't mean you know how to do it. That's why I built the Save the Marriage system, because I know that there are a group of people who are committed to their relationship. They just don't know how to get to a better relationship. That's what it's about. That relationship program, Save the Marriage System, is designed so that only one person can work on it. If both people work on it, oh my gosh. I mean, that I used to, when I was a therapist, used to often come home uh, and say, wow, those two people, I mean, it doesn't matter if he, I was even in the room, they're going to get it together. And other times I'd come home and say, man, those two people, no matter how good I am, there's nothing I could do about that. And the fact is, when two people, even if they're in a troubled relationship, decide to make a shift, and they find the way to do it. They're going to get there. 
Now, the other thing is that one person can take that on and be the hope, be the beacon to guide the way, to find the way to get there. You don't know how, have to know how to get there now. You just have to be committed to figuring that out one step at a time. Today, one step at a time is kind of what we're talking about, one little piece at a time. So let's talk a little bit about Jenga. If you haven't ever played it, there are a couple of versions of it. The one we happen to have is made by two by fours, like big pieces of wood, right? I mean, not so big that you could build a house, but two by fours. It stands tall when you play Jenga, but let's say that you play the little game. It sits on your tabletop and you have these, a bunch of pieces of wood and you stack them up. So they're three in a row cross with each other. So you put three, one way on the bottom and then three, the other way on the top and you keep stacking them up until you have this standing tower of crisscrossed pieces of wood. And then each person takes their turn pulling a piece out from anywhere in that tower and stacking it on top. So what you start with is a solid tower, three wide, going straight up. And what you're doing at each step is destabilizing the whole structure, pulling out a piece by piece. So several years back, my wife said that she wanted the yard version of Jenga. Now, let me tell you, having played it, it's a little frightening because when you're pulling it out, you know, you've got this tower that is usually kind of getting up there tall and you're kind of... You're, you're crouching down and, and you're pulling out a two by four and they're heavy and, and a little bit sharp. And when they fall, they fall with big crush. And so you pull them it out and stick it on top and you're watching it go taller and taller and more and more fearful that one wrong move and it comes out. So what does that have to do with your marriage? Well, it's not so much the fear of pulling those pieces out. What I've noticed is This is what happens in most relationships. People don't even know it, but they're just randomly pulling out the pieces. And as they're randomly pulling out the pieces, they're destabilizing the whole relationship. So let's say that they start with this really stable structure. You've got the pieces in place. Love is there. They're spending time together. You don't have to worry about speaking each other's love languages because they're speaking every love language. They know that they have beat the system. This was the starting point for almost everybody who came into my office who was getting ready to get married. They thought they had already beat the statistics. It didn't matter what I had to say. They thought that they had it down. Now, I could take a a coin out of my pocket, flip it in the air, heads or tails. Let's say heads was you stay married, tails you divorce. That's pretty much the chances across the board for relationships. It's not quite that bad anymore. A few more people stay married than divorce, but basically it's a 50-50 coin toss. Now, that doesn't mean that it's actually random on which marriages make it and which ones don't. But statistically speaking, if you're looking across the board, about half of marriages won't go on. Now, how is that, that if almost 100% of the people come into my office before they got married, because they had to, were convinced that they had already beat the statistics. Now, if I fast forward, did they beat the statistics? Well, I was around long enough to know that some did and some didn't. Some people came back to my office in trouble. Some people came up later and said, hey, we didn't make it. The fact is that at that point, though, 
they weren't really listening to what I had to say. They weren't willing to listen to the danger points that were coming their way because they thought that those statistics didn't apply to them. Let me tell you that one of our problems as humans is we rarely think statistics apply to us, and they usually do. So what happens? Well, statistically speaking, half are going to end up divorced, but why? Rarely is it one thing. A lot of times people come in and they're like, they're pointing to this one thing. This is the issue. The one thing that's the issue. It kind of reminds me of the couples that come in and they're arguing with each other, pointing the finger at each other. And one of them will start the story by telling me why things went wrong, what happened, what the spouse did. And almost immediately the spouse will turn and say, yeah, but before that, and they go off on another story that predates the one I just heard. Then the other person will predate that story with another tale of what that spouse, that other spouse did. And back and forth they go, pointing the finger, both going, oh yeah, well you, and then they tell me the story. I'm pretty clear that if I just let it keep going, they would go way past when their relationship started. I don't even know where it would end, but they go back and forth playing ping pong on whose fault it is. Now let's go back to the game of Jenga. You're playing the game, pulling out a piece, putting it on top. Next person pulls out a piece, puts it on top. The next person pulls out a piece, puts it on top. The next person pulls out a piece, puts it on top. Around and around the table it goes. At each step, as it goes higher, people begin to be aware of the dangers of that. Usually the first little few rounds, people are just kind of quickly pulling them out. They're finding the loose piece, yanking it out, putting it on top. No thought about it. But then there's that one person who pulls off one, and everything comes crashing down. The whole structure falls apart. It's been weakened step by step, but that one person pulls that one piece out, and everything comes tumbling down. And then everybody turns and says, you lost. <laughs> you lost. Not me. Not me who pulled out the other pieces. Not the other people around there, but that person where it collapsed. So now the reality of the problems in a relationship is that there are one pull here, one pull there. So when people have a story about who caused the problem, they're only looking at who pulled the last piece. Not all of the other pieces that were pulled long before that that got into trouble. So let's be very clear. The event, the final event, the, the thing that, sa- that somebody says, I can't keep doing this. I'm done with this. And that could be lots of things. Maybe it's an affair, which is really about disconnection and lack of boundaries. Maybe it's about you know, just being tired of one more empty night. Or maybe it's one more party that went bad. Or maybe it's one more gift that wasn't given. Or one more one more piece of the puzzle that wasn't completed or the house wasn't taken care of one more, the check wasn't there one more gambling episode or drinking episode, or I could just keep on naming all of the episodes. It could be that pulled that last piece, but that wasn't the cause that events was not the cause. It's like Jenga. The last piece wasn't what caused the fall. The last piece just set off the chain reaction of all the others that were already in place. The structure was already weakened, just waiting for the last piece. So what does that matter? Because the fail point of a relationship, the fail point of a tower in Jenga, is not the cause. 
The fail point is when it finally all took its toll. When the structure has become so unstable that it only took one more thing to bring everything down. The fail point isn't the cause, it's just a symptom of everything that's already happened before. So there you are pulling out the pieces one by one. You don't even know it. And finally it comes crashing around. Usually people are kind of aware of it at the end. You know, you, you know that last piece and you're just looking at your spouse going, are you really going to do that? And your spouse is looking at you going, are you really going to do that? It's the same thing I've noticed when, with a game. You know, somebody will start poking and you see the whole tower start to lean a little bit. And everybody else goes, are you sure you're going to take that one out? And sometimes they just barge on through and pull it out. But sometimes it just seems to fall apart on its own. You didn't even see it coming. The person who last pulled out that piece is often the one that gets the blame. But it misses all of the other pieces that were pulled out along the way. Now, this may help explain to you why I tell people you can't just go back to where you were in the relationship. Many times people contact me and say, I just want to get back to where we were. I just want to get back to that, that feeling we had. I just want to get back to the love we had. And my answer, I, I'm not trying to be mean, but my answer is, but where you were is got, what got you to here. The trajectory to getting to here was already in play back there. It didn't suddenly get to here. It didn't suddenly get to disconnection. It didn't suddenly get to hurt. And it didn't suddenly get to all of the, those pieces of rejection and, and pain that's involved at the end of this. It didn't suddenly arrive there. All the things we look at as the last piece that was pulled out, you don't just go back one piece before that because it's already unstable. You have to recreate that. So part of a structure is maybe nailing the structure down. <laughs> Really making sure you've got the stable pieces to build from. Maybe making sure that you can't just pull them out and maybe being clear about the pieces that are getting pulled out along the way. You can't just go back to where you were because getting, going back to where you were is what gets you to here. So what are those pieces? Well, a lot of it is about connection. A lot of it is about how we pull out piece by piece, the connection. I often talk about the pause button marriage. You know that one, where you get married, super happy, glad to be married, looking forward to your life together, and then you hit the pause button. Maybe the kids come along. Maybe you decide you've got to you know, get to some promotion or some achievement or you know, finish the marathon or be out with your friends or enjoy youth or get another degree or lots of other things that pull us away. Now, there's nothing wrong with kids, nothing wrong with degrees, nothing wrong with a job, nothing wrong with a promotion, except for we hit the pause button. And what we think is we'll get back to the relationship. When all of this settles down, when the kids are grown up, when the career is made, when the money's in the bank, when the degree is hung up on the wall, when the hobby is finished, when the, the friends are all doing their own, own thing, then I'll turn back to my spouse and we'll reconnect. I see it time after time. People just hit pause. What they think is they'll come back to where they were. Now, here's the truth about relationships. There is no static to a relationship. There is no pause. You can't hit pause. Relationships do one of two things. They either grow or they recede. 
you either grow the connection or you move towards disconnection. There's nothing else. Is no static space. So somebody thinks they hit pause. Then they come back to discover that they didn't actually hit pause. They hit recede. Now the relationship is eaten away, piece by piece. They've pulled out the pieces of connection and tossed them on top, destabilizing the base that you already had. Suddenly it comes crashing down, and a lot of times I hear people say, I just thought we would get back to that. I just thought we would get back to our relationship and make it go after whatever it was where I hit the pause button and take us off pause, only to find there's nothing left. So when we get into that cycle, understand there's one of two cycles that can happen. Disconnection begetting disconnection or connection begetting connection. When we work on connecting, we find other ways of connecting. If I'm connecting with my spouse, my spouse starts connecting to me, I start connecting with my spouse, and we build our connection deeper and deeper. If I start disconnection and my spouse starts disconnection, we grow the disconnection. We start pulling out the pieces of connection, and eventually there's nothing left. Connection is the lifeblood of a relationship. So as we're pulling out those pieces, another way to think about it is we're choking off the lifeblood. We're choking off the circulation of what keeps it going. And suddenly, you have nothing. The circulation has ended. The relationship can be on the verge of death. And then you're working to resuscitate. So now you understand that you've been playing Jenga for a long time. Not just this last event, but it goes back a while. Part of the process is saying, you know what, I've been a part of that process and I'm going to undo this. I'm going to figure out how to move forward in a different way, how to find a new way forward. Now, if you can find that new way forward, jump in. What I've discovered is most people don't have an idea of what that is. Most of us don't have a lot of clarity on what a good marriage is. Nobody teaches us that. There's not a class in that. There's not a a lesson that you get when you get married. You just get sent off to figure it out. So you got to figure that out. Even if it's at a painful place, it's time to figure that out. That's the exact reason I created the Save the Marriage system so you know how this piece has happened, how they got pulled out, what they were they got pulled out, and how to put them back, how to put them back so you stabilize the base, not just throwing them on top, hoping that they hold together, but stabilizing the base, restabilizing the relationship, growing the connection, and finding that warmth that you both will want. If that's something that you're stuck on, please check out my system at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Find out how you can move forward and stop playing Jenga with your relationship. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com. dot